Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. B. Mitch and Finley, 106.7 The Fan. Fired up to get to the BetQL guest line. I don't want to waste any time. She is a very busy woman. Our friend Jennifer Lee Chan from NBC Sports Bay Area does a great job. Covering the 49ers. She's about to board a plane, so thank you for making time for us. JLC, let, let's start here. Niners, Seahawks. Niners are a big favorite. Is there is there any reason to believe Seattle wins this thing? I mean, I would think something drastic has to happen, something crazy. Uh, there is going to be a lot of rain and wind, so that is kind of an equalizer going into Saturday's game, but... Yeah, I think that the Niners are definitely favored going into this matchup. What? What? I, I mean, not that you're a weather person, but I've heard so much about what's pending out in the Bay Area. Like, what are they expecting to happen out there? Uh, similar to what the Niners saw in Chicago in Week One, torrential downpour, and yesterday when we were in practice, it was a little sideways wind. Uh, sideways rain, a lot of wind, uh, lots of rain, just coming down in sheets. So it could be a pretty heavy dose of rain on Saturday and uh, could force both teams to have to run the ball a little bit more. Um, All right, let's talk about, I mean, one of the most impressive things Sam Fran's been able to do is overcome injuries all year. You've got pretty much everybody back, but you're still starting Brock Purdy. What do you make of the seventh rounder? He's looked great so far. Can he keep it up in the playoffs? It's pretty crazy how effective he's been able to be, but I think a lot of it has to do with his experience in college. At Iowa State, he was a four-year starter, got a lot of preparation there, a lot of experience, and he's one of those serious guys, like very, uh, you know, doesn't get too high, doesn't get too high. I know it sounds totally cliche, but he's not. Even when he's at the podium, he's very calm. He even played from behind 10 points a couple weeks ago and stayed calm in the pocket, and he doesn't get too jittery. He stays, you know, with the plan. Occasionally, he does make a bad play. He took a 17-yard sack last week against the Arizona Cardinals. But he knew immediately after it happened, you know, what mistakes he made. And he really is pretty good at not making the same mistake twice. Well, when you uh, look at him, I know a lot of people outside of San Francisco were saying, oh, he's going to come back down to earth. But every time I've heard players and coaches talk about him, they say well, he's the same way he was in practice. Has he exceeded expectations, or is he just doing what Brock does? No, I think he's exceeded expectations for those outside the building, but you look at what he's done inside the building, no one is surprised. He's played against his number one defense the entire time during the scout team. You know, he's been the second quarterback since Jimmy Garoppolo was in there. I and mean, it's actually in about the entire season because Jimmy Garoppolo kind of got healthy and went back into the lineup really quickly. So Brock Purdy's been playing against this number one 
San Francisco 49ers defense since week one, and he's done a really good job. So I think preparing against guys like Fred Warner and Nick Bosa, that helps him and has really taken it and used it to help him out, and he's gotten so much better. And you really look at him, and it's surprising how good he's done. But then you also have to consider that surrounding cast, supporting cast that he has with him, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, now Christian McCaffrey, Elijah Mitchell. You know, those guys really help him out. So he's done a great job, but he also has a great group of guys around him. I mean, when you're just loaded with talent <laughs> yes, like the Niners are. Um, we're talking with our friend Jennifer Lee Chan. You can follow her on Twitter, at Jennifer Lee Chan. Um, does a great job covering the Niners for NBC Sports Bay Area. I was lucky enough to bump into you when I was out there a couple, I guess, last month. Um, JLC, Kyle Shanahan, undoubtedly one of the best coaches in the NFL. But at the same time, he's had trouble closing out big games. Go back to last year's NFC play, uh, Championship game. Obviously, that Super Bowl when he was the OC in Atlanta. Does it feel different this year? Like, could this be the year Kyle maybe gets that monkey off his back, for lack of a better word? You know, you look at some of the games that they've had where they let teams hang around, and it has kind of stopped. They had it going on a little earlier in the season and had a few scares, but I think he's got a little PTSD from those situations, and he never really wants to take the foot off the gas. So, you know, the guys are ready for it. Fred Warner talked about it last week. He's like, I didn't want to come out of the game. I wanted to stay in the game. So even though they had the game in hand, a lot of those guys don't want to come out of the game. They've got that mentality that they're going to finish. So I think part of it is, you know, not only the maturity of Kyle Shanahan, but the maturity of the roster and knowing that they need to close out because if you let a team hang around, they've got experience in what can happen to them. The 49ers are the better team, and I think it, but. You always have stuff that you're concerned about. Have the players or the coaches talk about anything that Seattle does that concerns them a little bit? I think the defense. You know, it's a Pete Carroll defense. It's always really sound. They've got some great players in there. And while they've dealt with injuries, I think that defense can be really good when they play correctly and when they don't make any mistakes or have any misassignments. So they have the potential to be a really good defense. And then I think also, you know, just the weather, considering if it forces them to run the ball and how they could stop the run, load the box, I think that could be a factor. But really, I think the Niners are outmatched. You know, they are they outmatch the Seahawks when you look at how everybody lights up. JLC, I know you got to run. You got a plane to catch. Last one um, was the highlight of your season getting to watch about a quarter's worth of Carson Wentz carving up the <laughs> carving up the Niners prevent defense. Absolutely. You know that was the highlight. Uh, you know, the Niners have been so exciting to watch. The whole roller coaster from Trey Lance, him going out with a foot injury, and then Jimmy Garoppolo taking them, starting that win streak, him going out with a foot injury. I mean, they've been so interesting to watch. You know, and you wonder if things happen for a reason. If they hadn't played well at the beginning of the season, would they have traded for Christian McCaffrey? Would that have happened? If Trey Lance didn't get hurt, would it have been Jimmy Garoppolo? Would it have been Brock Purdy? Where would they be at this point if those things didn't happen? So kind of all those, you know, when the stars align, this is where they're at. How long can they keep this win streak alive? It's really interesting, and it's been such a fun team to cover and really, honestly, a good locker room. You and Mayoko get to cover great teams, us here in Washington. Well, that's something else. (laughs) Uh, Do me a favor, Jen. Just tell Elijah Mitchell, Brian Mitchell, say what's up. 
Oh, I definitely will. Same school, will. so I pull for Same him. school, same last name. Perhaps they're related. Who knows? Nice. Nice. Uh, we're going to let you go this time because I have a feeling the Niners are going to be playing football for another month, and we're going to be bugging you again soon. So thank you very much for the time. Sounds good. Talk to you soon. Appreciate you. Bye-bye. That's Jennifer Lee Chan. You can follow her on Twitter, at Jennifer Lee Chan. Really does a great job covering the Niners. It's it's a really good. um, It's fun to cover the Niners. Dude, Matt Mayoko and and JLC cover the Niners, and they're great people, and we usually get together for dinner at the Combine, and it's just that San Francisco organization. I mean, they had some lulls, but, like, even when they weren't, competing for championships, like the Steve Mariucci, Terrell Owens, Jeff Garcia years. They're still in the playoffs. They're still winning games. I, I went on kind of a rant a couple weeks back after the Commanders lost to the Browns. And I, I'll be totally real with you. Like I, I had some players in the locker room confront me after that, that that were kind of pissed off about the things I said. And I was like, man, none of that's about you. Like None of that's about any specific player this year. Or last year, it's about organizations. It's about winning organizations and and losing organizations. And look around the league. You can identify the winners and the losers, man. And it's not one specific season, one specific game, one specific play. It's overall leadership and what matters to a team. And, like, look at the Niners. Obviously, the Bill Walsh, George Seifert years, I mean, you won five Super Bowls in in 12 years or something. But after that, with Mariucci, they went, to the playoffs a couple times. They they kind of bottomed out with like the Mike Nolan, Mike Singletary era. Then they go get Harbaugh. They go to a Super Bowl. Kyle Shanahan. They went with them. Right. Kyle Shanahan's been to a Super Bowl and a conference title game. Like they just continue to win. And But the players have to understand when you say stuff, you basically talked about the organization. I said in that hit, I was talking about the organization. You, you, you said it about the organization, and you didn't say nothing about them. Even, <laughs> yeah, if they confront you, I wonder what they think about me. <laughs> I'm I'm a, I'm probably a lot less intimidating to be. And to I can give a damn what they think because when I say something, I'm not saying if I'm not so, if you know I'm not talking to you, then don't say nothing to me. Even think about the Giants, right? And the Giants have largely been a mess since they got rid of Tom Coughlin, and and the last five years of Coughlin weren't very good. I mean, he won the Super Bowl, didn't make the playoffs again, and finally got fired after a pair of six and ten seasons. <laughs> but he won two of them, didn't he? What one, the- one or two. What's that? He, he won two Super Bowls. Yeah. Right. You you have a chance to play around when you sure. win two Super Bowls. But after they get rid of Tom Coughlin, you hire McAdoo, who was bad. They did go to a wild card game, but they lost. And then McAdoo was there two, two years. They canned him. They knew it wasn't working. Pat Shermer was there two years. They canned him. They knew it wasn't working. Joe Judge was a disaster. They canned him. They knew it wasn't working. Then they go to Brian Dayball. Boom. It looks like it's working. Like, oh, this is working. And it looks like it's working because of coaching. Yeah. It, it looks like he's maximizing what they're getting out of players. Man, look, if you're around professional football enough, long enough, you realize that everybody plays some level of politics. But when politics becomes the focus and if that's being more done, you're doing that more than you're actually coaching and getting ready to play and players and owners and all, they're more about the politics than they are about the winning on the football field. That's when it takes forever to get done. Well said. Um, maybe tomorrow, Landfill, I'm curious if you guys are up for this. I was thinking we do pick six. The four of us pick every game this weekend, Super Wild Card Weekend against the spread. We each put up 20 bucks a man, something like that. So we got a decent little pot for it. Everybody into that? I'm into it. 
Landville shaking his head, yes. I think that means yes. Isn't that the universal sign for yes, Brian? That's 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 a no. No, it's opposite day. That's yes. Landfill, come on, man. It's just 20 bucks for come a, on, Landini. A, a fun pick. It's pick six. You could win. You could win $60. You know Ahmed's in. When he hears this, it, he's on a little bit of a delay, but when he hears this, he's going to text, make it 2000 No, we're talking about twenty. Um, <laughs> Jeff is eating, so his mouth is full. Jeff, are you in for a $20 pick six for the weekend? Why would I give you my money for free, JP? No. In other words, Jeff said he sucks. Um, all right. A lot of enthusiasm from the aquarium yes. for this idea. Um, no, it's just because I suck at betting, bro. You know this. You you hear it every day at 145. <laughs> uh the weekend starts with Seahawks Niners. That line is nine and a half. That's a lot of points for a game where you're expecting a potential downpour. That's a lot of points for a divisional matchup for two teams that have already played each other twice this season. Yeah. That's a lot of points, B. It is. The Niners played Seattle. I can see it, though. I can see 49ers winning by 15-20 or squeaking out one. If Seattle wins, it's going to be a squeaker. I don't see Seattle winning. I see them keeping it close. So the Niners played the Seahawks week two, beat them down 27-7, to and then they played again week 15, beat them down 21-13. to I think that was a Thursday night game. How many points it is again? Uh, right now, nine and a half. I'm locking in my bet right now, Seattle, nine and a half. Yeah, I'm taking Plus nine and a half. I'm on that two. That's the first game of the weekend. Um, in a downpour, you're giving me almost 10 points. I, I did think this was pretty interesting about the Niners-Seahawks game. Uh, Chris Sims, who, who I really like as an analyst, I know a lot of people will give him grief because... He gave him grief because of that. Well, maybe that, but people <laughs> also give him grief because he's not a football echo chamber guy. He will say what he thinks, even if it's different than what other people think. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes... That sh- proves to be way wrong. Way wrong. He he loved Kellen Mond coming out of the draft a couple years ago. But sometimes it's proved to be way right. He was the only dude that thought Lamar Jackson, of, of national pundits, he had Lamar Jackson as his number one quarterback in that class. Okay. So sometimes, you know, this is Chris Sims on this matchup. Said the 49ers haven't shown much vulnerability on defense. But there have been teams like the Dolphins who expose their quarters coverage a bit. That being said, I haven't seen much from Seattle that would suggest they will attack in the same way. In the last meeting on Thursday Night Football, Week 15, Seattle's pass pro was problematic. And to adjust that, they ran a lot of short stuff, which plays into the Niners' hands. Their defense is at its best playing downhill. They play downhill and they run to the ball. And they're fast, dude. They fly to the football. Sims continues. Watching that first half against Washington, I was like, what the hell? And, hell, I thought Washington looked pretty good in that first half. Um, Sims continues, I think the Seahawks should use a bunch of six or seven man protections and change up the formations, put three wide receivers on one side opposite a tight end, et cetera, make it tougher for the 49ers to disguise blitzes, give them different route combinations to think about. I, It's tough to see a path to winning for Seattle considering all the firepower that San Fran has. Um, I, I want to run through all the games this weekend, but I, maybe we'll do that tomorrow, Landini. We'll run through them all. Right now, though, I, we've been meaning to talk about this, and I think we got to make time right now. Um, 1 o'clock bleep you Thursday. 
But I, I want us each to come up with our to-do list for the commanders. Like, now is when you need to be figuring things out. They fired an offensive coordinator. It feels like that's going to be the major change, the major shakeup. Maybe another one comes, but it feels like I'm not really expecting another major shakeup. Uh-huh. So what do they need to do? Everybody can get on the same page. Well, it, it's got to be specific, right? Is it quarterback? Is it O-line? Let, let's try to dig in and figure out what should be at the top of the commander's to-do list and where they need to go this offseason. There's plenty for them to do. And as, as, as disappointing as it was to go from 7-5 and five to 8-8-1 eight, eight and one mm-hmm. for fans of this team, they still won eight games. They're knocking on the door. They're close. Are there a couple moves you can make that get you in the dance? And then all of a sudden, we're talking about San Fran versus Washington instead of San Fran versus Seattle. Let's explore all of it when we return. Before we run, it's J.P. Finley here for my guys over at Rudy's Golf, the new go-to spot for golf and entertainment in Kingstown, Alexandria. If you're fine-tuning your golf game or just looking for some fun, Rudy's Golf has exactly what you need. Featuring a double-decker driving range with top tracer technology and heated bays, vital to go hit balls in the winter. They've got two putt-putt courses. It's going to warm up, man. This has been an, an abnormally warm winter. Take the kids, go play some putt-putt. Let them run around. And they have a full restaurant and bar. Let the kids play putt-putt and maybe have a beer. It's fun for everybody. Rudy's Golf in Kingstown, Alexandria, Northern Virginia's new home for golf and entertainment. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 